freedom at the end of the day for me is just doing the things that I want to do in, in the moment that I want to do them. So, Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hello, Freedom Nation. It's Jeff once again with the Freedom Nation podcast. And on today's show, I have TJ Murphy. TJ is an expert in marketing and specifically in the digital marketing arena and all that entails. We're going to have a good conversation today. We had a little pre-interview ahead of time. We'll probably get into a little bit of how AI is affecting the digital marketing world and how you can try and integrate some of that in or work with people like TJ to help you do that. So TJ, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, Jeff. Great to be here, man. Really excited. And let's go. Let's get some value for folks listening in. I, I think love we're it. Have, Drop have some, some good... value bombs on them and go. Yeah, let's get um, it, man. Let's so get it. why don't we start off? Tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get to where you're at today? Yeah. So I grew up here in, in Oregon in a small town called Ashland and okay. just had a great childhood. Ashland's a beautiful place, surrounded by nature, safe, like... My parents would say, all right, go play with your friends. And I'd be gone yeah. all day long. And as long as I was home for dinner, my parents didn't have a care in the world. So yeah. my childhood was very free and open. A lot of time just spent in the great outdoors, camping, biking, paddleboarding, doing all sorts of fun activities with, with my friends and family. Got into wildland firefighting. My dad was a career okay. forestry guy. So as I was you know, I turned 18, getting ready to head off for college. I was thinking about how can I pay my way here? My, mm -hmm. my parents are going to support me a little bit, but I'm going to have to make up the difference. So followed in my dad's footsteps, ended up serving five seasons working in, in forestry for the Oregon Department of Forestry, nice. getting to see just some of the most amazing parts of, of the Pacific Northwest, battling wildfires. And man, it was fun. But let me tell you, that work is no joke. It's back backbreaking work for very little pay. So yeah. all, all the respect in the world to our first if responders. Get, but wow, the best view going to the office every day that, yeah. that anybody has. <laughs> yeah. Amazing views, amazing people. Yeah. You're working with people 70, 80 hours a week sometimes. So these are become your brothers and sisters out there on, on the line. So I had a great experience, really taught me hard work, built up my work ethic there, but gave yeah. me clarity on what I wanted to do long-term, which was not glorified. <laughs> not standing out there. in the middle of woods with trees exploding around you all yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that, that kind of set me down the path towards starting my own business. I went off nice. to, to college, would work the summers doing the wildland firefighting to pay my mm -hmm. way, but got into the business school, jumped into the entrepreneurship tract, which was awesome. I got to... Mm -hmm. To learn all the foundational stuff, how to be a good communicator, how to learn sales skills, how to collaborate, how to lead a team, how to take an idea and, and bring it to market as a product and loved every minute of it. I had great mentors, great professors and a really amazing cohort of, of students that I was going through the program with. And it kind of set me down this path. Like I said, I wanted to start a business someday, but I also had a lot of fun in college. I kind of just partied my way when I wasn't doing well in my classes. I was out there having fun with my friends. So yeah. 
didn't have a lot of meaningful internships or, or job experience coming out of college. So I knew I needed to go get some real world experience. Okay. So upon graduation, moved down to the Bay Area. My girlfriend, now wife, had moved down there to get her start after graduating college. And I figured, all right, well, I'm going to follow her down. Thought I was going to become a, a marketing consultant working at mm -hmm. a big consulting firm in the city. But <laughs> quick reality check with no meaningful experience in that field mm -hmm. and nothing but a, a degree in my pocket. No one was going to hire me there. So hit the ground running, tried to get some interviews, had some success, but never made it all the way through. So eventually reevaluated and got a an internship, paid internship, working for okay. a big property management company, a commercial property management company. And I was their marketing manager. Basically, my okay. responsibility was to support the 100 plus tenants, mostly small mom and pop businesses who, let's be real, they didn't have a clue what digital marketing was, what SEO was, how to use social media. So I became their first line to to figure that stuff out. And it gave me a crash course in what was working for <laughs> you, small businesses. You either figure it out or you're going to look like an sink, idiot. So. Sink or swim, man. Sink <laughs> or swim. So I got some great experience there and, sure. you know. Ultimately, learned a lot, but quickly find out that that path wasn't going to give me a lot of upward mobility. I was burning out. Meanwhile, we didn't really enjoy living in the big city all that much. We were living in Oakland, California, and I thrive here where I am now, Bend, yeah. Oregon, where I've got access to the great outdoors, go skiing on Friday. I'm going to cut out of work early and, and go ski with a buddy. Love to paddleboard, love to rock climb, do all that kind of stuff, which was a lot harder than in the city. Yeah. So. We ultimately now, that, decided we were gonna... from, from the same area or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was from Ashland. We met down there and went off to different colleges and then came back together after college down in the mm -hmm. Bay. But we were both just disenfranchised with the path we were on. Sure. So we decided we were going to leave it behind. We We sold off most of our belongings. We quit those jobs and ended up backpacking through Asia for about a year and a half. Nice. And that was a transitional moment. I knew... Yeah. I wanted to start up something and it was a great experience because I was meeting all of these digital nomads, people that were starting mm -hmm. and scaling businesses, living in exotic places, investing in crypto, which I had no idea what that was at the time. Honestly, should have listened to some of them because mm -hmm. I could have made a bunch of money, but didn't do that, but did pick their brains and set down a path to just starting my agency. So while we were traveling, I got the foundation built out, picked up our first couple clients. And then when we came back, my goal was to not have to polish up that resume, but really grow this thing and double down. So sure. that's what we've been doing ever since. In the pursuit Love of freedom it. and being able to serve people from wherever we want to live and wherever we want to be in the world. Yeah. So now with your business now, is it pretty much just you can live wherever you want or do you you, you live where you want because you love where you live, but I love where I live. Exactly. Is it completely virtual or you could pretty much live anywhere you wanted in the world or? Yeah, definitely okay. is. Our team is fully remote. So we work with people from our clients are all over the country. We have local clients here. We have clients in Florida, California, coast to coast, mm -hmm. but then our team is also fully remote. So okay. the flexibility is there. We love Bend. We're putting roots down here. So this is home base, but yeah. we travel a lot and, and really are both of our intentions with building a lifestyle is having that freedom, having that choice to be able to, yeah, if we want to go work from Brazil for a couple of weeks or, or go cut out and travel for a few months, we can take our work with us and, and uh -huh. continue to grow and thrive in the process. Yeah. So did your wife work in the business with you or she got another job? 
She helped me start the business. So when okay. I when we got back, she was employee number one and <laughs> it's still my strategic advisor in all things, problems, right. big decisions, et cetera. But now she is also on her own on own journey. She's she's in the corporate world. She's the managing director for an amazing company that she loves to work for. Brilliant. And she's just crushing it in, in everything she's doing. So I love it. Well, it sounds like just a, a great journey. So let's get into what it is you do. So tell me a little bit about your business and basically who you serve and what type of things do you do for those clients? Yeah. So we work primarily with Local service-based businesses. So okay. your your local plumbing company, HVAC, electrician, roofing, remodeling companies, work with also just a lot of kind of obscure industries, adventure tour companies, some cannabis brands. But at the end of the day, the the services that we offer really boil down to what the challenges of that unique business are and, and where yeah. their ideal customers are hanging out online. So we're full service. We do everything from developing websites and, and helping to really clarify the brand, develop the right messaging, the right stories to tell, logos, all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. the real focus is on the growth strategies. So every okay. business that, that we meet with, we want to understand where they are now, where they want to go, and what historically have been the challenges that have stopped them from getting there? Because anytime they're reaching out to an agency, there's been attempts at marketing. There's been attempts at growth yeah. that, that haven't worked out, whether that's they had a bad marketing agency that they were working with, or they had their nephew doing their social media and advertising, and that didn't work out for them. So we want to get a full understanding of what's been happening historically, but then also what is the significance for growth? Everybody yeah. has a revenue goal, but what does that mean at the end of the day? What are you going to do once you reach that point? And for mm -hmm. us, that's our main metric. We want to understand, all right, if we can get you to a million dollars a year, you're going to be able to, to hire three new technicians on your team, or you're going to donate 10% of your profits to this local nonprofit that you're super passionate about. And then that's what lights us up. We want to understand yeah. what's that impact. Once we get that understanding, we can start to develop a strategy around it. All right, we understand your business. You're a roofing company. You need to be getting in front of the people that are going on Google. They're looking for a new roof. Yeah. We can help you get into that top page placement with SEO or in the short term with Google ads. Whether it's looking at the short term or the long term, there's going to be different levers to pull depending on where they're at. So mm -hmm. search is a big thing, SEO, social media, but we also get into more traditional forms of marketing as well, helping people with TV runs, radio, getting into AI advertising and, and helping them actually nurture clients or prospective customers along throughout the whole journey, whether they're surfing on the web, going to their favorite blogs, getting onto streaming platforms and, and binge watching their shows, podcasts, et cetera. We want to figure out how we can get in front of people at the right time to drive them to action and then just yeah. building an automated system around that. That's excellent. Yeah. And that that's the big thing. So many Small businesses, they bumble through life and especially in the service space, they're struggling constantly to, to get those leads in the front door. And a yeah. lot of them that I run into have been burnt by the social media guy that's either the, the relative or their kid that, well, yeah, he's young. So obviously he understands how to build a digital marketing program and how to post stuff on social media. But you know, there's a lot more to it. I think from my perspective, one of the things... I've fired more digital marketing companies than I wish to say. And the main reason is you start to question them on, okay, how are we measuring results? What are our stats look like? How can we fix? 
And it's amazing. Everybody learns how to do the posting and build a marketing program, but they don't learn how to do the back end side of it, which is, I think, the most important. Absolutely. Transparency creates accountability. And yeah. if you don't have a way to track it, how can you manage it? How can you evaluate if it's successful or not? So that is also a foundational part of what we do. We need to come in and understand what systems do you have in place? If you're using a CRM, how can we implement that to have better tracking to make sure that no matter where a customer is coming from, we can pinpoint what that journey has looked like, or at least yeah. get a very clear picture of what most of that journey has looked like from the very first click all the way through to final attribution on the conversion. So we hmm. use normal tools like Google Analytics, of course, and CRM and what's native to the platform that they're using. But we also use some other lead tracking software, what converts, anybody can go out and use this. And it's amazing because it allows us to see for service-based businesses, every single opportunity that comes through their funnel. And hmm. whether that's a phone call, whether that's a form submission, a text message, doesn't matter. We have all that information in our system and can see, all right, on Tuesday, they clicked on a Google ad and they came through and they called you guys. We have that call recording here. It sounds like that turned into a booked appointment. And now we can follow that all the way through to paid invoice, completed project. Hey, even did they get a Google review back to you on the back end? So yeah. full, full journey. That's what we need to be able to see because that's the only way to be able to attribute mm -hmm what your actual ROI is from any investment in marketing. Sure. Well, and I think that's the other part that most businesses, unless they've got some kind of specialized software that they bought, most businesses miss that final step that you just said. You've yeah. made somebody gloriously happy. Why would you not try and capture them in a Google review or Facebook review or something like that? Yeah. And most businesses just miss that because they don't think of that step that being important. It surprises me, but yeah, it, it yep. is. Some business owners get it and they're they're proactive and making sure that that's just a part of the system and that's the expectation that their team mm -hmm. is going to ask for those at the appropriate times. Sure. But man, there's other businesses that have been around for, for decades in some cases and they still don't get it. Like, no, this is one thing yeah. that you can control that has <laughs> such a massive impact on how Google perceives you, on how yeah. your customers perceive you. This is marketing gold. You need to be mm -hmm. capturing this stuff. Ideally, for service-based businesses, Google's the first and most sure. important one. But you know, then getting into Yelp, getting into Facebook, et cetera, mm -hmm. you want to have reviews everywhere. But Google's going to have the biggest SEO value for you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's also the one typically people are like, I need this. Where do they yeah. go? Well, they go to a search engine first yeah. before they go, well, let me search Facebook and try and find it. They're going to go where they need it at that point. Exactly. So um, it's good so let's social. Talk group. a little bit about AI and how that's affecting your industry. What's changing? What do you see as kind of the future? Yeah. So we were talking a little bit about this before we, yep. we hit record, but you know, if you're sleeping on AI, it's time to stop that. No matter what industry you're in, it's gonna mm -hmm. affect you in some way, shape, or form. So just getting a basic elementary understanding of how to use tools like ChatGPT is is super important. And even just in your personal lives, like my wife uses it as her own personal motivational coach. She has a GPT mm -hmm. trained so she can just be like, hey, this is happening today. Here's how I'm feeling. And she can just get a little pep talk from the AI to, to set her straight. All kinds of things you can do with it. But for us, we've built this into pretty much all of our workflows. So whenever we're working with a new client, we want to make sure that we've built out a GPT to be able to clearly and concisely identify, all right, here are all the things that make this brand tick. This is their brand messaging, their brand guidelines, 
what they do, services, price point, where they're at revenue wise. Like we train it up on everything we can possibly give it. And then for us, we can then use that for everything from developing copy for ad campaigns, creating ideal customer personas, developing now even images and soon to be video, potentially AI video is weeks away from being mm-hmm. mainstream here. And it's going to be pretty incredible for us to be able to implement that to create. <laughs> Hopefully ads. they'll implement it better than the, the images. If you have any text yeah. ever on an image, it's oh, like, it's so oh bad. my God, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So for yeah. people who aren't familiar, like Dolly, which is now part of ChatGPT, if you try to get it to create an image, oftentimes it'll put text in there. And even if you tell it exactly what to say, it'll just like hallucinate it, and put all this random misspelling it, and just, just totally, random yeah, stuff and you on can, it. The funny part is I was trying to build an image the other day. This was probably my funniest part of last week. I'm trying to build an image. I'm finishing up a book and I needed an image for one of my, and I'm like, I could have built it in Canva or something like that. And I'm like, well, let's yeah. see what ChatGPT comes up with. And so I pop it in there and I'm like, okay, this is what I need you to do. Here's how I want it to look. And it creates right out of the gate, this absolutely beautiful image. And I'm like, this is awesome. And I just had one thing. I'm like, okay, you did pretty much everything right. You misspelled some stuff. I could fix that. But I just, it had a a hand on it. And I'm like, okay, I need you to take the hand out. Do not change anything else, but just take the hand out. Yeah, it blows it all up, changes it all again. And we went back and forth for several hours. Now I know it's a computer. I yeah. know that it, it doesn't have any emotion, but after I think probably 20 iterations of this and me getting frustrated with it, finally it created an image with it th- flipping the middle finger at me. And I'm like, okay. Oh, that's now hilarious. That can't be. <laughs> that's hilarious. So I have yeah, saved no. that forever. Cause I'm like, Chat GPT flipped me off. Flipped I mean, me off. You on. pissed him off, man. Yeah. I, yeah. Everybody's got different methodologies, but I talk to it like a person and I find yeah. it is effective. But yeah, the image software, it's great, but it's not quite there yet. Yeah. You can spin your wheels yeah. trying to get something just right and it'll never quite. You can, it, you, there, there's software mid journey and stuff like that. And those are great for creating images. It's yeah. just Far more something with the language side of the visual just doesn't work. Yeah, And I, they've got to fix that. But, but I just yeah. think here, man, like this stuff is it's a couple months in, like yeah. in, in weeks, even it's going to just be so much more effective and powerful. And gosh, I can't even imagine what like we're going to be looking at a year from now. It's all going to start to happen just so rapidly. Well, and I think understanding how to prompt it, like you said, you're, you basically need to treat it like you're having a conversation. Yeah. I, in fact, I did something the, last night. I, I was going through a buddy of mine's course and he was talking about ChatGPT and there was a, he basically programmed it or prompted it to be George Washington. <laughs> and so I was like, let me try this. And then had a conversation basically with George Washington and asking questions and all this. It's amazing. There's so much that can be done, but I think just from yeah. where I started using it, what you were talking about, just content generation is amazing and once you once it knows who you are and what your brand is it's just unreal of what you can do yeah the business applications are endless the personal applications are endless like i've been yeah. using it to when i read a book when i'm done with the read the book all right i've i've taken in all this information how much do i actually understand it and have i mastered yeah. it so i'll have chat gpt kind of say all right here summarize the book for me and then ask me some questions 
that yeah. that would help me to to make sure that I've actually mastered these topics and and know what I need to do to implement them. And that twenty minutes of talking with ChatGPT after reading a book, you're going to be able to have so much more value that you take away from yeah. you know, the three hundred pages you just read. That's exactly right. And most business books, the first. 50 to 80 pages, that's the only thing that's worth crap. The rest of it's a bunch of fluff just so that they can sell a bigger book in most cases. That's kind of my belief in it. There's about 80 pages of worthwhile crap in most books. The rest of it's just garbage. It's in there. So yeah, you don't have to read the book. Just have the the AI summarize it for you and tell you what you need to know. In some cases, I do that just to be able to like, okay, let me just get my brain around this. But as much as I can, that type of stuff. So what do you say? You're saying videos coming and stuff like that. What, if you were to look forward five years in the marketing space, what do you think is going to happen from that chat perspective? Yeah, well, across the board, Google, all of the social media advertising platforms, and just the other third-party tools are, are going to make it a lot more streamlined for the average consumer to be able to pick this stuff up and and kind of run their own campaigns. Now, what I firmly believe is true just from the years of experiences for most business owners, even if it is easier, they're probably still not going to have the time or desire to do it. So the need for an agency to be the true masters of these tools and use them to have even better results than we're able to now is -hmm. still going to be there, at least in the relative short term. Yeah, But the accessibility to be able to get good marketing information and, and build campaigns and create assets, graphic design, logos, websites, all that stuff is just going to become automated and a, yeah. and a lot more streamlined. Now, whether that's good, especially in the short term, the quality probably going to be lacking. And especially when you get into like logos and, and websites, it's going to be more cookie cutter and it's going to be harder to yeah. stand out and be unique when you're doing that. So again, the need for a true partner that can help you to really stand yeah. out is going to be there. But just the ease of access and the way that these tools will be adopted by more and more people in the non-business capacities, everyday life, I think it's going to make it easier for them to start to think strategically about how to use AI in their own business workflows. Well, and I would say in y'all's industry, especially, I I think, yes, they can make it easier for the the average Joe that's on the street for their own stuff. But I would just say it's going to make y'all's job a lot easier, which means that you can keep the cost down for that client where something would have taken you a week to come up with a whole campaign. If you know how to program AI, you probably can get a lot of that done in about half the amount of time yeah, uh, and consistent or more consistently across there is my expectation. Yeah. Faster and a better product long-term yep. for sure. But certainly that's going to increase competition in the marketing yep. space and, and drive down costs as well. Yeah. So it'll be harder for agencies to to compete, but the ones that are truly leveraging AI to the highest degree and, and implementing it in the the ways that are going to streamline their process and, and remove the need for overhead in terms of hiring certain positions. Inevitably, jobs will be replaced. That's, yep. that's just the reality. But the people that are doing it strategically and, and still able to hire the best people and bring them in to be the orchestrator of these tools, that's that's what's going to lead to success for yeah. the agency. Yeah, I think the people that hit the ground with it, that are using it on a massive basis, I think they're going to 
be leading the pack and everybody else is going to be trying to keep up at that point. So, yep, I agree with you there. What's what's new in y'all's world that uh, you're involved in? AI. No, <laughs> honestly, no. Yeah, we would kind of jump the gun on it, but no, definitely the AI is what I'm putting all my extra time and attention nice. into. And, and when we're looking to hire people, we're looking to hire people that have experience and sh- showcase skills mm-hmm. in prompt engineering and leveraging these tools. Outside of that, there's, of course, there's ChatGPT and Gemini and all these tools that are large language models, text to mm-hmm. output, whatever you're looking to do, whether that's image or getting text back for copy, et cetera. But beyond that, there's so many software as a service companies that are leveraging AI just to make automation better within whatever the application is. So for us, like advertising is also the big area where we're focusing on AI, both from a learning perspective to be able to optimize campaigns faster, create better A-B testing, and let algorithms truly figure out what's working the best versus Mm -hmm. human assumptions, which is good and needed in the beginning, but you know, the data doesn't lie at the end of the day and the algorithm is better at figuring out what's converting (laughs) than humans are in most cases. So leveraging different tools there to not only create better targeting and audiences and and data, but distributing ads across more platforms, more of the internet, getting into streaming, a wider display network, audio, all of these areas where traditionally small businesses, especially just didn't have the ability to to play in those games. These were more expensive to be able to get into TV and, and radio and all that kind of stuff. But now with the introduction of streaming and, and the accessibility there and the ability to just locally target people across streaming platforms and then implementing AI on top of that to target the right people, mm-hmm. that's been a game changer that we're really focused on rolling out to more of our clients. Love it. Love it. Well, let's transition into the fast five questions. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So first question, you wake up in the morning, you find your business is gone. You still have the knowledge in your head, 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live, food and clothing. What do you do first? Yeah. So I've already got the skills to pay the bills and what I'm doing now. And if this is just tomorrow morning, that's still going to be the case. So what I would do is I would create a, what I like to call, and this isn't novel to me. I, I picked this up from someone else. I can't remember who, but I'd create a dream 100 list, which is yep. basically just a list of a hundred of the people, businesses that would be the perfect match clients, the people that could pay me the most that are, they're already successful. They're going to be able to invest in, in marketing. And I would start to create an ecosphere where I'm just everywhere for these people. I would identify who the decision makers are and be getting into social media, making sure that they're connected with me. I've started a dialogue with them, not to sell anything, but just making an introduction, providing some value, commenting on, hey, saw your, I saw you at the, the Little League game with your son yesterday. They did a great job. Whatever the case may be, just creating some rapport there mm-hmm. and then developing a strategy to, to get that foot in the door. Probably would start a podcast, give them an opportunity to talk about themselves and use that as a great way to start a sales conversation and ultimately provide value to get them to want to hire us. Love it. And you can do most of that without spending a dime. Yep. That's all free. Just time. Just take your time. Second question. What's your biggest business mistake you've ever made? Hmm. Not embracing the fact that I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning and, and learning to ask for help 
it, that set me back years. Your ego can be your biggest enemy when you're starting a business. And the fastest way to do something is to leverage the expertise of other people that have done it successfully in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can grind it out and figure it out eventually on your own, but why not take a shortcut? So ask for help, hire coaches, invest in yourself. That's the biggest way. Love it. What's a good book that you recommend for our audience? <laughs> All right. I got it sitting here. No, nothing novel here. How to Win Friends and yep. Influence People. The only book you need to lead you to success. It's timeless for a reason. Over 75 years. This book is just fundamental to teach you the interpersonal skills, the skills that pay the bills, how to connect with people, how to get people to know, like, and trust you, and basic fundamental skills that translate into being good at selling, which if you're in business, you got to be good at selling. And this book will teach you how to do that. I I think it was two years ago, maybe it was like 2021, 2022. I decided I was going to spend an entire 52 weeks going through the book and focusing on one of the 26 concepts every two weeks. It was awesome. It was like one of the best years ever. Oh, it's amazing. Awesome. Because when you focus on just that one thing, for two weeks. And it's just kind of, it's so much common sense. It's it's basically the advice your grandparents would have given you. And it's just focusing on that for two weeks at a time. One of the most wonderful years of my life, I built so many wonderful relationships as a result. Oh, I love that idea. I'm going to have to do something similar myself. Yeah, yeah, These aren't novel concepts, but it's building the habit of using them. Yes. And I found I could have done it probably a half a year. One, one, subject a week, but I, I decided I was going to do that two, two week thing. And I, I really feel like 14 days you're able to, that cements that concept in. And I was building on top of them instead of moving from one to the next at that point. So I love it. Way to commit. One of my favorite. Way to commit and invest in yourself, Jeff. That sounds like a great exercise. What's a tool that you use in your business every day that you might recommend? Funny, we already talked about it a lot. ChatGPT, yeah. right now, yeah. that's the tool. If you're not using it, you got to go teach yourself and just start with simple things. Have it help you come up with recipes. Have it do research that you would normally look on Google. Just get familiar with this type of interface because it's just mm-hmm. going to become mainstream in everything yeah. from Google is going to become basically its own ChatGPT large language model. And this is the tool that's going to enable you to learn things fast and for free at this point. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, or you do the paid version, you get a little bit more juice out of it. Yeah. At that I point. use the I use the paid version. Everyone should yeah. eventually do that. But when you're just if you've never used it before, just go use the free yeah. version. Yeah. It's yeah. still it's awesome. insanely powerful. Oh yeah. Final question: What is your definition of freedom? <laughs> Taking a hot tub in the middle of a work day. My wife and I just got a, a brand new hot tub a couple months ago, and man, I love just being able to go take a soak after uh, a call and, and de stress, but. Now, to jokes aside, like freedom at the end of the day for me is just doing the things that I want to do in, in the moment that I want to do them. So mm-hmm. going skiing on a Monday morning, I'm going to cut out of work on a Friday this week and go ski with a buddy, but also just helping people succeed from anywhere in the world and having that location independence. That was my ultimate goal for my initial goal for starting my business. And, and yeah. that's been fundamental in me being able to live the happy, healthy life that I'm doing now. So That's fantastic. Well, TJ, thank you for being on today. I really appreciate it. I love the conversation and I could geek out for another hour just talking about AI stuff. If somebody's interested in learning a little bit more about you or the services you provide, where's the best place to go? 
Yeah, so I've got one central hub, kind of my link tree. It's tjmurphy.me. That'll link out to my podcast, High Digital, all my social media, any fun projects, things I have going on are all in there. So it's a great place to just check in, see what I'm doing, connect with me. I'm an open book. If you have questions, you had something that you heard here that you want to learn more about, just shoot me a message on any of the platforms or find my email. I'm, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Well, thank you. I appreciate you being on. It's been a joy. Folks, make sure that one, you take his, take him up on that. If you do have questions, reach out to him. Two, thank you for joining us on the show. We do these shows for you twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So make sure that one, you subscribe to the channel. Two, give us a comment and maybe an upvote to say, hey, we're out here. And here's some questions we have because we answer all of them within 24 hours. So thanks a lot for joining us. And we will see you guys back here the very next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.